0: To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Well, understand what I need, need from you. Just let me be the girl to show you. Everything that you can be is everything that I can be. My touch, let me know, let you know that I I can't promise that I won't do that. So boy, say the time and place cause you make me wanna misbehave. I wanna be bad. You make it look so good. I've got things on my mind. I never thought I Dude, I, I wanna be bad, I wanna be bad with you, baby. I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I wanna be bad with you, baby. Uh, that uh, is the banger, I Wanna Be so bad, bad, by Willa Ford, my interpretation. Okay, thank you. The Year is 2004. And to get us kind of warmed up for our app, you know, I always love to pull up a list of what's going on in pop culture in 2004. This list today comes from reliable source popsugar.com. So for starters, Jennifer Aniston, most beautiful woman in the world. Jude Law, sexiest man alive.
1: That was holiday era Jude Law too, which that to was. Me was the best Jude Law.
0: It, I would agree. Yeah, and we can get into that because okay. that is important.
1: I have lots of thoughts about We've Jude lost. Law, circa early 2000s. thousand. <laughs> I'm ready to go.
0: Then Orlando Bloom, hottest bachelor. Okay, I mean, he's track. still hot.
1: He's still not no longer a bachelor, but he's still hot.
0: He can still get it. Yeah, for and sure. people that think that he can't. They're liars.
1: No, and they haven't seen the nude photos, the paparazzi nude photos. Oh,
0: yeah. On the so, beach? Yeah. The, yeah. Where he's, like, in crab position?
1: Yeah, there's a, a lot of compromising positions. Yes. There's, like, some on the surfboard, yes. full nude, full yes. frontal. Yes. On um, fantastic photo shoot.
0: I mean, the, the yeah. sun the sun tattoo mm-hmm. on the stomach.
1: Which, very early 2000s sun yes. tattoo on the stomach. Yes.
0: Yeah. Facebook launched in 2004. Wow. Okay. Beyonce won her first Grammy without Destiny's Child. Right. Interesting. Not just was... one
1: Grammy. Look at all those Grammys. Look at She's
0: five. I would say five. I'm counting five. Listen to Bugaboo today on the way here. Classic. Amazing.
1: Candy Burris.
0: Yeah, Candy, motherfucking right. Burris. Right. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck broke off their engagement in 2000.
1: Look, everything comes back around. It
0: really does. J Lo married Mark Anthony. <gasps> <laughs> and then, oh my God. MTV's Spring Break Cancun, Jessica Simpson, was known for her music. That's what Ugh. they say about 2004. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I love,
1: I'm a Jessica Simpson expert.
0: I love Jessica Simpson. Me too. Me too. Um, they say, Pop Sugar is saying that the spray tan became ubiquitous in 2004. I don't know. The last factoid for 2004, because I just have to get into your life now, okay. is that Friends ended in 2004.
1: Mm, Can I you remember, believe? I remember the last episode.
0: Well, where were we when we were watching the last episode of Friends, and who were we we were watching the last episode of Friends, this is your intro.
1: I was a very closeted young gay man <laughs> in Northeast Ohio.
0: We were in Solon, Ohio, like colon with an S. That's right. Colon. And we are Danny Pellegrino.
1: Hello, guys. Danny.
0: You know, I'm so thrilled that you are on my show.
1: I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. I mean, I'm and, such a fan. And vice versa. And uh, I can't think of anything I'd want to talk more about than around that 2004 time.
0: Well, I'm just so thrilled, cause like, I just wanna get immediately into it. Like, what was going on with you in high school? Who were you? What was your high school like? What were you wearing? What was your vibe? Did you have a click? Tell me everything.
1: Well, uh, I'll answer what I was wearing first. I was wearing a lot of hand-me-downs. Yes. We were talking about this before. It was yeah. like I had two older brothers, and my mom just refused to buy me new clothes by the time I was in high school. It was yes. like you're wearing whatever they had. None of it fit properly. <laughs> it was a lot of I, – I remember for my senior photo, I looked like a 40-year-old realtor on the side of a bench because <laughs> my mom put me in my dad's suit jacket, which was just three sizes too big. It Love just that. did not – it, and so it really aged me up. Um but I I liked my high school experience. I was I was very involved. I was class president and
0: we love a class I, pres.
1: You sang a little bit of a I wanna be bad and that's because like I think that's the part of my high school experience that if I were to say I had any regrets, it would be like I I was so closeted that it was like sex was just not something in my wheelhouse at mm. the time. It was just like I'm doing that student council retreat or i'm doing this i'm not thinking about sex and i remember all my friends it was like they'd be thinking about hooking up with each other and and it was like i never was concerned with any of that because coming from a small town in ohio there wasn't really gay people around so i just knew even in the back of my mind thinking like i'm i might come out one day or i'm gonna come out one day or whatever it was like i knew i wasn't gonna do it then there because there it there was it was pointless. there weren't right. any gay people around, so it was like, I'm just gonna have to wait to get to the next step,
0: but you knew I mean, this is gonna this might sound like a really dumb question, but yeah. you knew you were gay,
1: yeah, I mean, I think even from a very young age and and we always talk about sort of like those. Sexual touchstones or whatever—is or that a, that's not yeah. what we all talk about, do we? <laughs>
0: no, like, like like we I mean, we talk you know, about we it daily. About yeah, my yeah. my sexual touchstone. Yeah, your sexual but touchstone. We ta- I mean, like the the things that like awoken. Awoken. Your... Yeah, your
1: sexual awakening would have yeah. been a better uh, phrase. Awo- me,
0: not knowing the English language. Awokening. <laughs> well, awoken. um... We all had our sexual touchstone
1: awakenings, and I yeah. So I remember seeing something like cruel intentions with Ryan Phillippe's butt, and it being like, Oh, okay, I'm feeling things right now. Yeah. And you mentioned MTV Spring Break. It's like that That was – I just moved recently, and I found these old VHS tapes. And I was I, – a lot of them are, like, homemade from my youth. Like, yeah. you know, I record, record things. And I found one that was, like – it was essentially, like, my – this is so gross. Or We can be gross here, right? It was, like, essentially, like, yeah. my porn tape, but it was just MTV Spring Break taped because it was, like, <laughs> that was the closest access I had to, like – men without their shirts on sure it was like so i recorded that
0: and i also think there's something what i always found so horny about mtv spring break and i remember coming home from school and turning on the like chunky tv that we had in our kitchen that the screen was like eight <laughs> inches like it was so small and i remember getting so close to it and watching it was so horny because it was so it was horny. Real we people. need to bring back
1: the horniness in pop culture and TV and film because it's like, it's missing.
0: (laughs) Danny, I literally, (laughs) no one, if you're listening to this podcast and I find out that any of you wrote this before me, I will come for you. (laughs) I just pitched an article to my friend that I want to write called What Happened happened? to, well, it's really What Happened to... What happened to the movie Makeout is, like, my biggest question. And generally speaking, I think the horniness that we grew up with is completely evaporated. Because my sister is one year older than you. So I was really impacted with her cultural intake of MTV Spring Break and all of this stuff. And I got exposed to it at, like, some might say a young age. But that, like, raw... Mm-hmm. Horniness of spray tans, of bodies.
1: The, we don't have any on MTV you would turn it on and sometimes people would just be in a whipped cream bikini just walking. <laughs> For a no runway. reason. And it was like there's no real storyline or anything. Like we're not following scripted characters or anything. It's just like, let's have NSync perform and we're gonna throw some hot people out with the whipped cream bikini. Now I think there's some balance. Like I, I think pop culture in general has course corrected a little too much. Like obviously we look back on that era and the way it was so misogynistic in the way that we treated women. I think the LGBTQ community wasn't represented, and there was there was all, so many problematic things that were sort of wrapped up in that s- horniness that was yeah. on TV and film. But I think we course corrected too much. Where it's like now we watch movies and stuff, and there's no chemistry between anyone. Like a, even um, rom coms are like sort of coming back now, and they're having this moment on places like Netflix and Hulu and all these places. But I watch them and I'm like, there's no chemistry between anyone. And I feel like in that era, it just, there was a horniness in between between the leads, between, uh, I mentioned Cruel Intentions. It's like, it was like a stepbrother and stepsister and it was like electric, yeah. electric sexuality. Well,
0: I think <laughs> that like all of those movies of that time, I had a feeling where I was like, okay, like, Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger could have fucked.
1: Yeah, you for a hundred percent. Or the Notebook. It's like Ryan Gosling. Obviously, they had a relationship. Yeah, like they had a chemistry.
0: Yeah, Tobey Maguire like, yeah, and Kirsten Dunst. Like they, they were fucking.
1: Yeah, they were all fucking off yeah. screen, and no one's fucking anymore off screen.
0: No it's one is like, fucking anymore off screen.
1: And it kind of goes. I, I just read this. I, we're getting maybe a little off track, but I just read this article about how like the youths aren't fucking.
0: Yeah, they're not. <laughs> and so
1: I think that's probably the problem. Is like these actors aren't fucking that generation's not fucking so we need them all to like start I don't know what we need to do like light some candles or something
0: well I think that fucking I think that fucking has become has now become scary
1: yeah do you know what I mean like
0: I think that we are having really really important conversations about consent we want
1: that and we all we want everyone to consensually be fucking.
0: because by the way those conversations I would just say did not exist when I was in high school and so like they have value. However, it's like, I don't know. It's, we need to make, we need to make sex like approachable and and, like exciting. And also like human, I don't know, human and like fun Mm -hmm. and not just like absolutely terrifying.
1: Yeah. And, and sexy and sexy. And I, I think um, we're seeing on like HBO and stuff They I keep seeing these articles about like, they're freeing the penis and stuff because they're showing a lot of nudity on shows like euphoria and stuff like that. But, I think um, there's like a chemistry part that's missing from these actors. and
0: I also just think that, like, a show like we are now fully off topic. I don't, this. and it I don't, and matter. by the way, I don't matter. even, and I'm fully I don't even watch
1: this. Euphoria, by but, the way. But
0: you know what? We're gonna, I'm gonna watch <laughs> me be a pro and I'm gonna tie it into a nice bow right here. Okay. Euphoria to me, and I watch Euphoria. Uh, the thing that I think is hard with that when they're like, oh, they're like, freeing the penis and whatever. It's like, sure, but you're showing psychosexual abusive relationships. Like that is, like the horny show is actually just showing a show where sex is fucking terrifying.
1: Yeah. I don't watch it. It's too dark for me.
0: It's it's really (laughs) dark. I brought it up. But But like, no, but like then when you think about like, shows that we're watching like the O. C. For example. Like, yes, there was drama, there was trauma, there was all this shit, but like people weren't being fucked by like a psychopathic teen holding like a gun to their head. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I mean Marissa Cooper's mom did fuck her ex boyfriend Luke. (laughs) Um, which was maybe troublesome. <laughs> but uh, Julie Cooper Nickel mm-hmm. um, had things to do. And you know and what? thank
0: you for using her full name. Julie Cooper
1: Nickel. Yeah. And then Nay later on, Julie Cooper again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then I think she took her maiden name in the fourth season. I'm not sure. But um, <laughs>
0: were you watching all of that? What were you watching in high school?
1: Oh, yeah, I was watching those. Because
0: were you a pop culture person yeah. even in high school? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. I think because I wasn't having any sex, it was right. like, yeah, I'm going to watch movies and TV shows. But. I think the I think the OC started I remember season 2 of the OC airing when I was in college. So I think the last season or the first season started when I was still in high school and I remember watching that and it was exciting and and Laguna Beach started I think like when I was they were the same they were my age the yeah. Laguna Beach people. So I remember it being really exciting to watch them because it was like oh they're doing the same thing we're doing. Yeah. And I felt like a connection to that group. So I remember stuff like that and I, I love 902 and No, like the original. Yeah. Uh, that was something that I was watching at a really young age because I had two older brothers. And so that was sort of like their teen show. So I, I was really into that. But I, I mean, I pretty much watched everything. I loved a sitcom. You mentioned Friends. I was someone who loved Friends, and it's not popular to say that now. It's like,
0: I don't know why. It's friends. Like, it's friends.
1: I know. I liked that, though. And I loved, I loved all those. I watched Nick at Night. I would watch. Uh, the Golden Girls. I would watch, you know, there, um, I mean, there wasn't a lot of gay content. So I remember also trying to like find it wherever I could. So watching like the original Queer as Folk in my parents' basement and like sneaking out. And I mentioned Golden Girls because it was like, that was the closest thing you could see sort of, of the gay experience. And in high school, I, it was like, I knew that I was gay, but I wanted to be able to like, see what, Gay meant. Right. I don't know if I'm making sense.
0: No, no, I under I understand what that means. Well yeah. like when you're saying that where you were lacked any form of gay community, of course you're like, what does this mean? Who am I? How what are the resources that I have available to me? And this was also at a time that was like pre-social media, so there wasn't Fully ingrained pockets of the internet where you could find community. Right. Unless were you a chat room person?
1: No, not really. No, yeah. I was an AIM person. You were. Insta what was Messenger. your name? It was really boring. It was just Pellegrino forty eight. Mine was but... really
0: boring too. What was yours? Mine was aturg, my name backwards, and then my oh, lucky my number, which is nineteen. But some people would call me Ater G. That was a like brief nickname, nickname and I hated it. I was like, do not call me Ader g
1: So when that was happening, did you even think to change the screen name?
0: Yeah, but I was also like, I don't know what I would change it to. Yeah.
1: I remember having a conversation with my friends in the basement when we were creating our, nick- or mm-hmm. our screen names. And they were going with like the creative nicknames. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, this is going to be something we're going to have forever. Yeah. Like, that was the conversation. Make it like, classic. This is something I'm going to have as an adult. Yeah. Like that's how boring I was too. It was like. I we we need to have something that like I'm going to be proud of as an adult like I mean, that's in the beautiful. working world and so it was just Pellegrino 48 like I didn't even I didn't even have like the creative casing you know like I didn't even <laughs> do like an uppercase L in the middle or anything it well, was what just was like
0: 48
1: it was just like that you know how they suggest a number I was like because Pellegrino one or whatever was taken so yeah. it was the first one that was available and I was like that. we want it. Capital P, all undercase, and then the first numbers they give me. And it was like, I, that's going to be it that's forever. That's
0: it. I mean, you kind of have like a Post Malone story with your AIM <laughs> name. It kind of was generated for you. Yeah, it
1: was generated for me, and I thought it was important. And I don't use that uh, that screen name any longer, but <laughs> I would feel comfortable if I had to yeah. in a working environment.
0: I, w- I guess I would feel comfortable with Turg 19 if I had to.
1: I'm trying to think. Of, wait, spell it for me. A-
0: A-T-E-R-G. Did
1: you use creative um, capitalization? No.
0: All lowercase.
1: All lowercase. And okay, so nine. that could be confusing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I do remember my crushes, A-I-M. And there was one what boy was that I had a crush on whose name was also Backwards. And I think he probably inspired me to uh, do, do that. Yeah. But his name Backwards was Nomad X-Ram, oh which was God. Damon Marks was his name. And, Damon. yeah, I we met in Hebrew school.
1: Did you guys ever? Were you ever a thing?
0: No, never. Okay, and we, okay. we did end up going to high school together because we met in Hebrew school where we did not go to the same high school. We didn't go to the same uh, middle schools. And then we ended up going to the same high school together.
1: Have and, you seen him recently?
0: I have not. Okay. And you know what would be worth looking into? I, but I just remember I have a visceral memory of me being in Hebrew school and hating it. I hated I hated school period. And we had like a sleepover thing that was happening. Like a
1: lock-in. Yeah like a lock-in something
0: like that. And I just wanted, to, I thought he was so cute. And there was like a dance circle. And I remember I had just learned about like raving or something like that when people would like make a ball with their hands mm-hmm. and I would do that. And I thought it was so cool. And I remember sure. in my head, I was like, I want to pass him the invisible ball. But like <laughs> I never got that's to. That's sexual chemistry. Yeah.
1: That's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's what i That's, that's what, I'm what we're talking about.
0: Yeah, thick.
1: Yeah, thick. Cut it with a knife.
0: Yeah, the air between us right. was cream cheese.
1: Right. <laughs> and it wasn't even, it, it was just simply about that, making that fall yeah. with your hands. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I
1: Would cringe. you, okay, wait, I'm curious. Uh, would you, okay, this, was he your number one childhood crush?
0: <sighs> like that I knew in my life?
1: Yeah, um. Like when you were younger, was he like the one, the one for you? Like around that 12, 13, 14 hair? Or was there someone else?
0: When I, okay, I had, a be- I had a boy best friend. I was one of those girls that went on to then. no, here's oh. the tea. Gorgeous man.
1: Have you seen him lately? Yes,
0: I have. Okay. In the past, I've, I've seen him, I'd say, in the past six years, okay? Oh, wow. Still His, good looking. Stu- stunning, frankly. Good stunning. His older sister was best friends with my older sister. So there we were kind of like forced into a friendship. So then he was my best friend all through elementary school. Okay. I then had the awakening, if you will, where I was like, whoa, like I want to like, not kiss he was the touchstone. But I was like, this is someone that I'm like horny for.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Then, you know, I always, he was always kind of this. Yeah. Touchstone, if you will. Like I loved him, whatever. And then I in middle school, I kind of became like hypersexual and I had like a million boyfriends and then I lost my virginity very young. So I kind of went from like nothing to everything in like the 12 to four. when I was 12. I had like, you know, three boyfriends that I would never kiss and by the time I was 14 I was fully having sex
1: yeah, so it was okay. just like You're like whose dick am I sucking tonight yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then when I was 14 I was lighting up a fucking Marlboro 100 and I said honey who's coming that over to line. plow
1: me later I'm on my knees get yeah. mine
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of my journey Okay. but that Jordan... was the journey
1: I think I wanted I mean consensually
0: Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Well, what what went on with you? I mean, I was... I mean, you're saying... Sexually? Yeah, you're saying sexually. First of all, who was your number one crush? And second of all, did you at any point in high school kiss? Because we need to go back to you in high school.
1: Okay. So I didn't really have... I had sort of like girl crushes in high school. I remember this girl, Tina, I was in love with and her and I are still friends. But I think it was more like
0: I love anyone named Tina.
1: Yeah, she's she's I mean, she's still a good friend. She's beautiful. Married, just had another kid. Great. But she was like um, she was sort of that high school crush for me. But it was I think it was more just like I loved her. I thought she was great and like she was beautiful and all that stuff. And then um, I always say like I didn't really have boy crushes in high school, not because I didn't want to, just because none of them were cute. Like, they, <laughs> they just were like it was kind of like douche. None of them did anything. For
0: was me. it like broy at your high school? Kind of
1: bro like in the like the popular guys. At least in my grade, I remember the older grades had some cute boys and stuff. So maybe there was like a couple that were older. When I was a freshman or sophomore, but for the most part, it was like my grade, none of them I found attractive. It was yeah. just like you, none of you are doing anything for me. But I remember going on senior year spring break, which we drove – a group of friends, we drove to Myrtle Beach. Like that was like the, I know Myrtle. That was the spot. Stayed in the grossest hotel ever. Absolutely. But I remember gearing up for that. I, I had – I think I was 18. I had my brother's ID. Um, So he had a 20, he was 21 and he gave me his driver's license so I can buy beer and stuff on vacation. And I remember before going, thinking I'm going to go to the gay bar there and it was going to be like a. I'm going to get away from my friends and kind of sneak away to the gay bar. And I even had to uh, go as far as printing out map quest directions from the hotel because there was no like, um, yeah,
0: no, like navigation at the,
1: at the time, especially the only thing that there was were, were those like tom yeah. things, which I wasn't traveling with the TomTom. tom.
0: Like.
1: No. <laughs> so I remember having to like print out directions from the hotel to this place. And uh, there also wasn't Uber or anything. So I knew I would have to like walk and it was like a five mile walk. <laughs> so I remember being at like the, uh, club or whatever with my group of friends and uh, on our senior year spring break and then I sort of snuck away. I was like, I'm going to bed or something like that. And then I snuck off to the gay bar.
0: And you walked five miles. It
1: was like a long walk. A long walk. But I, I was really like drunk at the time uh, and again, I think like 17 or 18. Yeah. I think I was 18 at the time. But walked into this dive bar because myrtle beach doesn't have like a thriving gay community yeah. and it was like the shitty little dive bar there was a pool table not really many people scattered throughout very bright lights like it was not a
0: sexy gay bar but
1: i went in there with a mission where it was like this is my gay bar experience i had on my tightest pacific Sunwear shirt Love it was
0: Pac-sun. like the
1: tightest one i had in my closet it was like we're wearing that and I, there was this one guy, and I I can, like, picture him because he was, like, the first guy that I made out with. At I, that night? Yeah, that that night. I made out with this. And we did more than make out because we went to the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> um, and
0: peed together. And, yeah, basically, we, yeah, we, we
1: yeah, defecated and then it was done. No, 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 that's <laughs> Um, No, I remember, it, but it was so quick. I was probably at this gay bar for – three minutes because I had my sights set. I found like yeah. the cutest guy there. Yeah. He had like, I remember feel kissing him and just like feeling scruff, which was so weird to me. Cause up until that point I had kissed girls. before. Right. But, uh, and then uh, I, we went to the bathroom and it happened all really fast. And then I left cause I was so ashamed. I had all that Catholic guilt and stuff. So I ran out of there and I remember the rest of the spring break just being so in my head of like, well, you're not are, You're not gay. That was just a whatever. You were drunk and like all this right. stuff. And then a couple of weeks later, I, I visited my friend who I was telling you about who lived out here in L.A. I visited him and he had a friend that he worked with. He was like, yeah, this guy I know is gay. And we hooked up again. We, I hooked up with that guy then, which was still high school. And was that- so I had two okay. hookups with boys and late in my senior year.
0: Was the second one, was that like an easier- aftermath experience for you or did you still feel so much shame
1: i still felt so much shame i mean up until probably my early 20s i felt i i had a lot of shame and guilt around sex stuff that's i think another reason why now i'm like we need to make everyone horny again and everything because i had so much guilt and uh and all of that and that second experience it was a guy my age so the first one in that senior spring break it was like this older guy and it was like Really quick, whatever. But the the other guy, it was like someone I, I had been visiting my friend, and we had spent the week with this group of people and going out together, dinners and stuff like that. And this guy was really cute, and my my friend was like, "I we think he's gay," like we we're not sure though. And so it was in my head. And so one night we were partying at this house, and me and this guy went to get the beer for everyone else, and. It was like I kind of knew that we would – I would bring up the – broach the conversation because it was in my head that he might be gay. Right. And so we walked to get beer. We come back and we we hooked up like in this neighborhood outside like behind a bush or something.
0: Do you remember what neighborhood?
1: No. No, it was in the valley somewhere. I do know that. but You're
0: like now it's your backyard.
1: I know it might be. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. It was so – I didn't know LA at the time because I was 18 or something, but we hooked up in this bush and then (laughs) everyone from the party was like, where'd they go? You know, like they were supposed to bring back the alcohol. And so some of them left and saw us behind this bush, like making out or whatever. So then it, then everyone was talking about it the rest of the trip and being like, Danny and Vince hooked up and they, you know, whatever. And I was like, that didn't happen. I can't believe people are saying that and kind of, denying it because i was so ashamed right right. uh and so there was so much shame and and i was so embarrassed because then we all slept at this house the next morning we go to breakfast at like a denny's Mm -hmm. and everyone's whispering about it and it was like i had already had so much shame about it and then everyone i felt like was whispering about it and so it was even worse because the first time on my spring break i didn't really care no one knew no one had any clue other than right. me, it was, so it was just sort of internal shame. But then the second time, it was like everyone was talking about it, and people had a, my friend asked me about it, and I was like, "No, I can't believe it. you know." So there was all this other element to right. it,
0: where then it gets it leaks. Yeah, and I—I bigger I, than you.
1: I remember being so scared to like do anything else with this group of people, but I still had a couple days left of the trip, and I just wanted to go home, and and so I I was. Also dealing internally with, like, you hooked up with a, a boy. What does this mean? Right. And then the other layer of people making fun of it and talking about it and whispering about it. So it was all kind of a... Hell? Hell, yeah.
0: It sounds awful.
1: Yeah. But it came full circle because then, I think, like, ten years, five, ten years later, I, I moved to Los Angeles and I saw this guy out again when we were both out of the closet. Yeah. And uh, so...
0: Did you guys then hook up again? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So <laughs> it mean, came full circle and it, it and it happened in a better way cuz it was um yeah, it was uh we were both out of the closet then. So it wasn't like shame based.
0: I love when it comes full circle though because then when you're like, "Oh, it almost like soothes the trauma that was mm-hmm. once associated with that person." Where you're like, "Okay, here we both are." Cuz like how much worse would it have been if like he ended up becoming, like, a born-again evangelical Christian, oh, like,
1: yeah.
0: married with...
1: To a woman. And yeah. Kids and, yeah. Yeah. No, it luckily all worked out in the end.
0: Well, my childhood crush, my touchstone, he and I hooked up in our adulthood. And that was, for what, me...
1: Yeah. Full circle. Full circle.
0: Was and, it Was it
1: important. much better in the adulthood, or were you, like, disappointed?
0: I think, you know, when we're kids... And again, needing to make Hollywood horny again, I think that, like, I was – my brain was inundated with so many ideas and images and feelings of, like, romance and sex and kissing and whatever. And, like, I just think there was so much buildup for my entire life. It almost felt like I had gone, like – 25 years of my life to get to this day and like i'm at this day and it was sweet it like happened once and
1: maybe in once is like enough with that kind of situation it
0: was like you know in the movie maybe we would have realized we were in love with each other and like Mm -hmm. whatever but in the reality of my little life it was like oh that was nice we did that and and I think that it is a bit of wish fulfillment from mm-hmm. childhood being like, you know I think well, just and that's much what I wanted I- to
1: ask you when you were mentioning those childhood crushes I was like, I there is something sort of satisfying about that and I was curious if you would hook up with those people if it, the opportunity presented itself now
0: you know I'm happy he he's really the only one that I would have wanted yeah. to hook up with all of the others are f- no
1: by the way, I I still have a lot of Catholic shame and guilt, so I never talk about sex. I think you singing I Want to Be Bad at the top of this episode, something funny. happened. Are you <laughs> – Something t- shifted in me because I never talk about sex stuff. When, and all of a sudden, I'm like, let's talk let's about Let's talk it. sex. Let's talk about it.
0: <laughs> Were you um, – in high school, did you identify as being Catholic?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not religious anymore, but, yeah, I was raised Catholic. I went to a Catholic grade school, and, yeah.
0: And so, like, that is a big piece of, like –
1: yeah. I mean, it fucked me up. Like it, it screwed me when it comes to sex specifically. Like I just had, it took me in, into my twenties, probably even into my late twenties to like really unravel all of, all of the sex guilt and shame that I had. Cause even after I had come out of the closet, it was like, I still wasn't, I wasn't comfortable with sex stuff because right. I still had all of that.
0: I mean, My mom was Catholic, and she used to call herself a recovering Catholic because being Catholic just, like, fucked her up. Yeah. And, I mean, I am not a religious person at all, but I think that there's so much shame, like, deeply ingrained in all religions. But the sex stuff with Catholicism, I find, is really, like, a tie that binds for my friends that grew up devoutly Catholic.
1: Yeah, it's weird. And... And my family's more conservative too, so it's like they're, you know, we we never had like open conversations about sex stuff. It was just like we don't talk about that stuff. Right. Yeah. I, it's. It wasn't even so much a gay thing. It was like, my, I have two older brothers, and when they started being in relationships with with girls and stuff like that, and even when they got married and stuff, there's still sort of this weird thing of like, well. That we don't kiss in front of everyone, or right, you know, like, like it's like completely it's like a desexualized. Very, yeah, completely desexualized Even when my brothers kiss their wives in front of everyone or something, there's like no, we were never that. You know, sometimes you always see a couple in line, like when you, there's a long line for a movie or yes. for a, I don't know, some a store where you're, there's new sneakers released or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> there's always one couple in line who's all over each yes. other, and it's so annoying and gross to see, but. I also remember looking at that and being like, oh, that's just not how I would. We were never raised that way.
0: I mean, by the way, like I had completely like sexually neutered parents as well. Like my mom was like, be horny, go and fuck and like do all this stuff. But my parents together, like I don't I mean, I walked in on them having sex twice. Oh, my God. And it was traumatizing. Yeah. But other than those two times, they, like, (laughs) didn't touch each other. Like, I I think those were the two times in their marriage that they had sex after I was born. Or it's what it felt like. Because then they, you know, later went on to hate each other and get a divorce. But, like, I always fantasized about, like... Parents that would like come home from work and give each other like a kiss on the mouth in front of their children. Like, I didn't have that. Shit.
1: Yeah. We, my parents always had it, it, it where they're still together. And I, it's just like, um, they'll, my mom will get embarrassed about it. Like, the moment anything sort of sexual comes up. So she be like, Gary, stop it. You know, like, it's, like, <laughs> it's just always was like that. It was like, we're not talking about that. Like, right. that's something you do behind closed doors. And we don't say that we're, any of that like it's just desexualized. That's so funny. Yeah. It's fascinating though to me.
0: I was going to ask you for like a quintessential high school story, but I feel like your two like sexual stories are kind of like as they're very good. Oh, good. They're excellent, I would say. Me judging your uh se- <laughs> very important sexual experiences being like they're pretty good. <laughs> Wait, you
1: know that spring, the um one in that happened in LA on the bush? Yes. By by the bush, behind the bush. I, we, I don't know. We were rolling around.
0: The burning in, of the uh, bush when we were might rolling say. around in the
1: yard. Well, so the next day a- as everyone's whispering about it, uh-huh. we go to the brunch the next day and I put on my jacket and the jacket I was like, no, uh, no one saw us in the bush. Like, that didn't happen. You know, I'm telling everyone this. And then we're leaving the house to go to brunch. And I grabbed my jacket that I had been wearing it as we were wrestling around. And it had, like, grass stains all over it.
0: <laughs> and it was, I remember
1: just in that moment being like, fuck. Like, it's so clear that that happened. Like, they did see us making out and rolling around in right. the grass. And my whole jacket is covered in grass. It's
0: undeniable. Like, it's
1: undeniable. And here I'm putting it on and telling everyone <laughs> that didn't happen.
0: You're like, stop
1: saying that. No, you're crazy. That's rude.
0: Yeah, I like having people gossip about your sexual exploits in high school is actual hell.
1: Yeah, it's traumatizing. traumatizing.
0: And I remember like I was – I felt like I really wore the scarlet letter of being a slut in high school. Mm-hmm. And not even being a slut because I was always like – I always have boyfriends. But just like being sexually advanced. And I remember like really grappling with that because I was kind of like – should this be empowering? But I feel like it's not supposed to be empowering because I also am feeling like maybe shame, but I can't give in to the fact that I'm feeling shame because I should just be confident in these decisions that I've made.
1: And kids are assholes. And to be honest, I feel like there's no easy route because if you're a very sexual teen, then you're shamed for being a slut or whatever. And if you're not, you're shamed for not, you know, hooking up with people and all that stuff and it's like I think especially for young girls it's impossible I don't know what it's like for high school kids now but at least for my generation particularly with young girls it was fucking impossible for them because the girls were shamed no matter what they did
0: oh yeah it's like it's truly damned if you do damned if
1: you do yeah like the boys like the young boys young teen boys it's like they they want to hook up with you but then if you're someone they do hook up with then they're like calling you a slut and all that kind of stuff and it's I don't know.
0: It's crazy. It's know. some might say
1: that's toxic. probably why I wasn't attracted to any of the yeah. boys in school. I was like, they are toxic. Yeah, because that's they're the toxic, little toxic shit. masculinity.
0: Were you a yeah. good student? I was. Yeah. I mean, yeah. class president. I, I would was assume. Class
1: president. Yeah, I was a very good student.
0: Were you just like do, when you were in high school? Were you the kind of person that was like, I can't wait to be out of here? Yeah, or I was you...
1: excited to see something different. Yeah, and I think I knew about my sexuality, and then. I was just excited to get to college, and I I always felt like I was excited to get career stuff started. Yeah. I kind of knew what, what I wanted to do, and and my bro- I have two older brothers. My middle brother was uh, he played college basketball, and the team he played for in college was really good. They went to like the Elite Eight in the Mar- March Madness. Oh my Madness God, well, so where
0: did he go to college?
1: It was Kent State University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they were really good. His when he was playing for them, and my parents were so preoccupied with. His basketball, mm-hmm. they would go to all of his games. And so I think also in high school, I had a little bit of like, look at me energy because right. he, no one was paying attention to me. It was like, we're busy. We're going, to, yeah, we're, to they're traveling to Kentucky. and right. And I enjoyed it too, but it was like, it was my high school years when that was happening. And so I feel like it was a lot of that, like, pay attention or like, you know, look at all these good things I'm doing in high right. school and they just didn't give a shit.
0: Like I'm special too, yeah. look at me.
1: Yeah, I had a little bit of that.
0: I was I'm also the youngest of three and boys girls my I have an older brother and an older sister Okay, my brother's 11 years older than me though okay but both of my siblings were like really good students very studious very good in school and my reaction like my version of look at me was like I'm gonna fail yeah like that and watch me fail and like you're not gonna be able to do anything when
1: you it. say fail was it fail grades or oh was yeah. It fail? yeah yeah fail grades yeah. like
0: just not in hindsight I should have been at a school that was like probably like more like alternative learning I think yeah. I would have done better at a school that was like taking you out into the world or like you know function more like a factory <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like, utilizing, like, my hands, like, the, the kind of learning of, like, let's sit down and read a really dense yeah. book and, like, remember factoids. At the time, I was falling asleep, honey. Yeah. I was stoned out of my mind sleeping in class. Yeah. And that was just what i was doing
1: i feel like i was so focused on the end result of the grade and and all of that that i didn't actually like learn the stuff it was like i just knew what to do to get the a which
0: is which is a skill in and of itself yeah yeah but it's like like, i up any real estate
1: right i look back and it's like i don't remember anything from any of those classes right and i wish i would have actually like wanted to learn but my only concern was like i have to get the a
0: yeah and
1: so i didn't learn anything
0: where did you end up going to college
1: um, I spent my first two years at Ohio University mm-hmm. and then I transferred to Kent State. Oh, cool. And I i mean, I feel like all I'm doing is talking about my sexuality, but that <laughs>
0: kinda,
1: a lot of that was wrapped up because then by the time I got to college and I was away at college at Ohio University it was like three and a half hours from my where my family lived, which seemed like another state, like it yeah. seemed so far away. And I started to drink a lot there and I was hooking up with I was kind of doing the same thing I had done in those stories where it was like it was drink and go to find someone to hook up with Mm -hmm. and that started to really scare me and so I was like oh I'm gonna transfer schools and I wrapped it up in this reasoning of like I was gonna live with my brother and I would get to live with him and and I was interning at this morning talk show in Cleveland I was like I'll get to stay there but really ultimately I think it was just like me being scared of myself right I felt like if I lived closer to home, then I wouldn't explore those sides of me. And ultimately, everyone's going to explore those sides of themselves. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have just allowed myself to, but that was so that's why I transferred.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I do, do, but I, I like that in high school, you seemed to have a seriousness about your future, which even though there was like wrapped up in like, shame and guilt and all this other stuff you still, <laughs> I still were like yeah
1: I still had a lot of fun too like I knew what I wanted to do after high school like yeah what I where I w- thought I was headed and I also had a lot of fun I, I I enjoyed the high school experience like I don't look back on it aside from all that sexual shame like I had a great time and I I liked I I was a popular kid I was like I was good popular did you play sports I played like a no, not no. I lettered (laughs) in student council though. (laughs) I had a student council letter. What does that mean? Like you know how you get the varsity letter? Yeah. I most people get it for like football or something. I played sports early in high school, and then my junior and senior year I didn't. But um, you had
0: a Letterman jacket for student council. I
1: got the letter, and I didn't want to get the jacket because I was embarrassed. (laughs) Like I can't just get it for student council. So then, what did you do with the letter? I have. I'm sure my parents have the letter. <laughs> yeah. What
0: letter was it?
1: It was just you know like the letter. Um, the your your high the school, high school letter. letter. Yeah, like the. Yeah. It was an S, but you only get it if you do varsity sports or varsity student council. <laughs> 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 I don't think it. Yeah, it was. I got the the letter for being like class president, student council had like a well for deserved. Because you know you could also get the letter for certain other things like. I don't know what the whatever the fucking choir was right. or whatever band, um, but I got very
0: inclusive school. of your high school.
1: Yeah, yeah. that
0: is. Oh we had a
1: diverse high school.
0: Is that a knock I hear on the door? Why, yes, it is.
1: Uh, someone here.
0: We're in the high school guidance counselor's office, and the guidance counselor is me. Hello. Hello, welcome. There's apple juice if you have low blood oh, yeah. sugar, and when you're done sharing, you get a Jolly Rancher. Uh oh! Isn't okay. that exciting? I love it. Do you like apple juice?
1: I do. Fabulous. Yeah, I've been staring at it this whole time. Oh,
0: my God. Well, dig in. Um, in this section of the pod, we like to rectify a wrongdoing of the past, specifically one that happened in high school. This is a time where you get to rid yourself of a, of a trauma or apologize to someone or say uh-huh. fuck you to someone. This is just a really a healing moment. And then once we're done cleansing ourselves of this moment, you never think about it again. Because okay. that's the power of therapy.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, this will go out to my Spanish teacher. Her name was Senora. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just give a fuck you to her. Okay. Let's and go. she was such an asshole to me. And there were a few teachers. Like, I had mentioned I was a really good student. And my oldest brother was not a good student. Mm. He, was the, he was always stoned. He was an asshole to the teachers and mm. everything. So I got a lot of heat from him. And there were a few people, one of them being that Spanish teacher. She was so nasty to me just because she didn't like my oldest brother. Then there was this woman who ran the uh, camp for this town. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a camp counselor so bad. Mm-hmm. Right, Like all my friends were camp counselors mm-hmm. over the summertime where they would be the camp counselors for the younger kids mm-hmm. in high school. When, they weren't, when the counselors were in high school. And I wanted it so bad, and the woman who ran the program would not hire me. And she hired all these other assholes who were not good students, who right. did not have all their shit together. He didn't have
0: their fucking letter She just had. The and she,
1: this, this young woman was just in my brother's grade, and like they had a thing. Oh. So she wouldn't hire me, but she hired every other fucking teenage kid, and she wouldn't hire me. And I, I hate that woman, so I just want to fuck you to her. I don't even remember her name. I love that. But she wouldn't hire me.
0: You know, I, here's what I have to say. Bullshit. We don't get enough fuck yous on the show.
1: Right. Fuck her. Fuck you. Fu-
0: fuck yeah. You. Fu- <laughs> fuck you. So,
1: I love you. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think, yeah, you sh- don't judge someone by their sibling. Yeah, no. If you're a high school teacher out there.
0: No, it's very unfair. Different. Yeah. All kids are different. Right. Um. Wow. The power of saying fuck you. We never really say fuck you. Do you have you ever noticed that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's we're so powerful. To. I love the word fuck. Oh, like, me too. It's, it's so multi-use. Fuck. Fantastic. Yeah.
0: I got fucked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got fucked. I want to get fucked. I want to get fucked. Fuck me. Fuck you. You fuck little this, fucker. Fuck yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs>
0: fuck. <laughs> yeah. I love it. What did I answer word.
1: the question properly? Was yeah, you that did. That was, was okay. fabulous. Okay. Yeah. Now
0: we're ridding yourself. Fuck them.
1: Yeah, fuck them. I'm ridding myself of it.
0: It's uh, the pain.
1: You never forget those.
0: You things, never forget those little fuckers.
1: Right. Did you have bullies in high school? Oh
0: divorced? yes! Oh, I did. Yeah. People wanted me dead, babe. Okay. Fuck them. Fuck them. Right. I mean, and I will say it like, so many people in high school treated me like shit, Ugh. and, and I would just like to give a hearty fuck you to all of yeah. them.
1: Kids are so cruel, and I just I. Anyone who's a parent out there, it's like you have to teach your kids to be nice. Like, just be nice to other kids because it's such a fucking minefield to go through high school in general. And people are just so mean. Like, that's – yeah. I,
0: I like, teeter. Like, sometimes I'm extremely empathetic to the kids that were my bullies. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm, like – I'm very empathetic toward my – Elementary school bully. I'm like, okay, like you're a full on (laughs) child. Like I have no idea what was happening in your house. I'm sure it was stressful and chaotic. And like you were probably dealing with a tremendous amount of pain. What, what grinds my gears is when I'm reflecting upon the way that like 17 and 18 year olds treated me when I was 17 Mm -hmm. and 18. It's like, baby, you know better. Right. And also now as adults, I know, you know better. Yeah. And I hope that these people are haunted with shame. Right. Every day of their life. They go to sleep
1: at night thinking about how they were an awful asshole.
0: Well, especially like, I again, kind of going back to the time that we were in high school, I would say the early aughts to mid aughts. I think that that was super stinky, stinky ripe Mm. with people being little shits.
1: Meanness. And the meanness was part of the humor and culture of that time. I mean, I think of Mean Girls, which is, it's so reflective of what that time was. But-
0: Every joke was was you're gay. It was almost – that
1: was the thing. It was like to be mean. Yeah. Yeah. There was this girl in high school I remember who – she was such a bully. And I think back on her still to this day. And she wasn't always so much a bully to me. Like a couple times, yeah, she'd throw out the you're gay, you're fag, whatever. But she was so mean in general to everyone. And I remember this time riding the bus where she tied this other girl's shoe to the bus. And so the girl couldn't get off at her stop. And she, this girl who was the bully was just – the meanest, like, stereotypical bullying. Yeah,
0: I was going to say, that's, like, classic, like, 1950s movie oh, bullying. Yeah.
1: I re- she lived in the neighborhood, too, and I remember her, like, taking s- this kid's hat when he-, he had broken his arm. He was wearing a hat, and she took the hat and threw it on the- his roof of this house, and he c- he was, like, <laughs> couldn't get it. He was in a cast, just came home with a cast on. But tying this other girl's shoe to the bus, like, I, I can feel it. I remember sitting there feeling so bad for this girl who was tied to the bus because <laughs> we got to her stop and the bus driver like, anyone else? And she's like, wait, wait. And she couldn't get up. She, and th- then she was so embarrassed and she didn't – it was tied so tight to her – to the bus. Oh, my
0: God. She, it's She my was home. so
1: embarrassed. So she just so, was like, go ahead. I'm getting off at another stop. And then she got off at my stop because – and then had to walk like um, however long it was to her house because she was too embarrassed to like tell the bus – yell to the bus driver like – this bitch tied me to the bus. This
0: is literally making me cry. This know, story so is like I making me cry. It like cry. haunts
1: me. I think about it. I'm like, I can't believe that that was. And I mean, I, I have tons of stories about this girl because she was just always that way.
0: Let's give a hearty fuck you know, to that I girl. I know. Have you ever looked her up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I like, I wrote a book and I, there's, I didn't use anyone's specific names, but right. there's certain stories I think people can. Clean that They're them or this person, that person. And she had reached out to me saying she was, like, going to come to, like, a, one of the book events. And I was so – because I did a tour for it. And I was so nervous. And ultimately then I got a message saying she couldn't make it. But I was nervous because I was like, oh, my God, if she comes, like, I don't want to have to – But oh, – and it was, it was like, like, the like weirdest – You were
0: scared she was like going to be confrontational or something.
1: Well, I, I just didn't even – I don't know what it was. It's just, like, I didn't want to see her. Right. And I think – It was the weirdest message, too, because it was almost like she was just acting as if she was always just so nice. And it's was like, you were an asshole to everyone. Like, not so much to me, but, like. But
0: to everyone else.
1: She was so mean.
0: If you could go back in time and give your high school self any advice, what would it be?
1: Just to be, uh, I guess since we're talking about all the sex stuff, like, just be comfortable in your body. And, like, be comfortable with who you are. And don't worry about. Like it's okay that you're gay and like all that stuff. I would just it would be like, yeah, just come out of the closet, be okay. Mom will figure it out. (laughs) Like just. Were
0: you masturbating in high school? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, you were dating off to spring break. Yeah, I
1: was recording MTV. Yeah, I'm not kidding you. I found this tape and it's like the craziest.
0: Covered in cum. And it's not.
1: Yeah, and it's not even. It's not even just M T V it's like the weirdest mix of like um recorded there was like a made for M T V movie that I recorded just part of when the guy had his shirt. I would off. just
0: like to say this is beautiful. You should I don't know
1: I need to post it online. Yeah, or you should
0: digitize it.
1: I know, it's so crazy. And there's also do you remember those soft sometimes the movie channels would show softcore. core? Porn? Oh,
0: sure. And so I
1: had like a um softcore straight porn recorded because uh-huh. it would like show the guy's butt. Yeah. And was, like, so that part of that is on there but it, not the whole thing because I can only record it while my parents were gone or whatever. This sounds
0: like a beautiful it, like scrapbook.
1: And then at the end of it, this is so funny, the end of it is an episode of Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D-List. <laughs> <laughs> I, we just moved and I, wa- I went through the whole fucking tape. And oh, there's a, a episode of the Real World Challenge like that. Yes. But it was an early episode where the challenge was like them dressing up in costume and like doing this sex contest thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, then it ends with a whole episode of Kathy Griffin's My Life on the D list. And so I rewatched the series because I was watching this tape and I was like, Oh my god, I forgot about that show. And yeah, I was like, No shit, I was gay. I was recording Kathy Griffin. <laughs> From Bravo at eighteen or yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, like,
0: you were searching for the gay experience, and I it know. is it kind like, of Kathy ever, Griffin's My right. Life on the D. And that
1: was truly, I think, like the most gay representation on screen, probably is, like, through that show. And I just rewatched; it. it's really, really funny. I need to
0: rewatch it. It's
1: so funny. I mean, it's it's hilarious. But yeah, that was on that. I'm trying to think of what else. It was crazy. What's on that?
0: T- the tape sounds. I I wish that I could have that tape because that really is like. I wish I made one of my own. It's a time capsule. Time
1: capsule. There was also, I would record SNL sketches on it. Mm. And I had like that one, it's like goes from softcore porn to that sketch of Amy Poehler as Amber with the one leg where she yeah. farted. Do you <laughs> yeah, remember that yeah, character? Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. yes. Oh,
1: that was like the funniest <laughs> fucking character ever. It was just her farting. Be like, yeah, I farted. Jealous. And that was the whole character. Yeah. Um, so it was a it was a crazy mix but
0: um wow I mean this has been such a exploratory gorgeous episode that we've
1: Thank had you for I feel like I just went through a therapy session
0: I love I think I think that we are kind of our takeaways mm-hmm. are we Danny and Greta need to revitalize the importance of horniness right for the youth
1: right and we need to figure out the right balance of of course, we all want everything to be consensual. 100%. And uh, safe and all of those things. But we still are human beings and people need to start having sex again.
0: Yeah, because it's a part of the human experience.
1: And I just went through too many years of all that Catholic shame and guilt and all of that stuff. So it's not like, Let's fun. stop it. Yeah, yeah, it's not fun.
0: I'm here for a good time not a long time, babe. That's
1: right. I'm gonna uh, yeah. You know. I go suck some dick as soon as we're done. Yeah, with this. yeah. Um wait, you I just also have to just add that um I was supposed to come prepared with my senior superlative.
0: Well, I was about to ask okay, you. Okay. What okay, was your senior superlative? I had two. Okay.
1: And this is going to sound gross to say but I have to share. Please, I'm so please. glad that I finally get to share this because I'm very proud of it. Um I was most involved, which makes sense.
0: I love that. I
1: involved. And then I was also best personality.
0: I love that. Feel
1: like really proud of that.
0: Well, that's (laughs) an amazing to get voted best personality by a group of hormonal, mean mean teenagers. It
1: was because I was closeted gay. It was like he's funny and gay. Let
0: him. He's funny and gay, and he's not fucking the girls that we all want to fuck. And they had
1: to pick a boy and a girl, and it was like all the other boys were being assholes. So it was like, and you you probably
0: were not being predatory toward any of the girls. You just loved Tina.
1: Right, I just was inviting Tina over to watch my life on the D list, <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't trying to make any moves. It was That's just great. Like, yeah, let's watch the show.
0: To me, that is best personality material.
1: Let's hang out.
0: Absolutely!
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow, Danny, what a what, what a, a fun, fun time! Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and Thank talking with me. me. Um, you know, you have a massive audience, and I'm sure all of my little classmates as I like to call them are already your fans but if they're not where can they where can they intake more of you uh,
1: well you can listen to my podcast it's called everything iconic and find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino and then I have a book where I unpack a lot of the traumas of my childhood both in high school and teen years younger than that uh, it's called How do I unremember this and it's an essay collection
0: How did you grapple with uh, like the line were you ever when you were writing that were you ever like Oh, should I not be telling this because of people, or am I just going to say it and just get? I just try it? to
1: change names and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. and so even there was a couple where I even would change like years, where I'd throw in a line to like throw the scent off for the people. Mm-hmm. There was one story I tell about um, a sleepover where I always used to love talking to the moms at sleepovers, mm-hmm. and I tell this story about uh, my friend's mom, um, and she would always sort of vent to me about her husband and all this stuff, and. My my favorite part of the summer party was like waking up and going to hang out with her. Right. And uh, so I, but I didn't want her to know that I was like saying these things because she would talk shit about her husband who she's still married to and all right. that. So I would change names and and she reached out to me too after the book, but I was uh, and she had read it, but she didn't know it was her. Right. So I just tried to kind of,
0: but yeah, like make things a little because I
1: wanted to be honest and it's just supposed to make people laugh and right. there's a couple more serious chapters, but it's ideally just to make people laugh and so I didn't want to censor myself at all and, yeah yeah that's
0: good liberating yeah Ah, oh, wonderful. Well, you know, once again, I proved to make the best podcast on the face of the earth. It happened. And it happened. And it happened here today. And I thank you all for listening. And I thank you all for watching. And please only give me five stars and only give me positive reviews. Wait, can I
1: say something? Yeah. For all the listeners and viewers out there, yes. it takes like two seconds to go do a five-star review. So yes. like, just go do it. It, it. I know it's like kind of a hassle. You're sitting there thinking, oh, I got to do that. I just listened to the show. I had a great time. Yeah. But I got to get on with my day. Well, just try to take a second. Go give a five. If you don't want to give a five star, then just move on with your day. Yeah,
0: but, but if you want to give a five star, which you should,
1: which you should want to. I mean, this is a great conversation. Yeah. Go hop on there. It takes two seconds yeah. on wherever you listen, and go hit the subscribe button. It's so helpful for podcasts. So
0: helpful. Whether
1: it, I think on Spotify or Apple, it's either follow or subscribe or, that or whatever. Plus or the ad, and it's like a, a lot of people don't think of it. You might just listen to the episode, but go click that little button because it's so helpful for it's everyone.
0: So helpful.
1: Yeah, and we're wow we're here.
0: Podcast guest, friend, and marketer. Marketer. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> triple threat, like J Lo.
0: Exactly, and it all circles back to JLo. Lo. Oh, Danny, thank you so much for joining. I'm gonna have you back on, please. Um, yeah. So do all the things that Danny said. It takes two seconds. Support me. Um you know, have your mom subscribe. And if you don't have a mom like me, have your aunt subscribe. And if you don't have an aunt, have your neighbor. And if you don't have a neighbor, honey, I don't know what to tell go you. Go door to door. Yeah, go door out. to door. <laughs> go door to door. Start canvassing for my podcast.
1: <laughs> do what you gotta do.
0: Um, well, as we say every week, stay cool, never change. Ciao! Uh,
1: wait, um, hags. Hags! That's a good one. <laughs> that was a Hate Gum Podcast.